Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to the live QA of yours truly. Hope y'all are doing well. Hope y'all are having a great what's today? Wednesday. Hope y'all are coming over that hump and uh speeding on to success and uh finishing this week strong. So I hope y'all are doing well. If you're watching this for the very first time, my name is Josh Rezzi, also known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. And after watching this, you're like, man, like that guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe because I would love to be a coach here online. But for those who, <coughs> excuse me, who's been rocking with me for a mighty long time, whether you've been a subscriber for 14 minutes or you've been a subscriber for 14 years, I want to say thank you so much for joining me and entrusting or entrusting what God has entrusted to me. And like I always say, I pray it continues to be a good resource and great treasure to you. But as everyone's coming in live, let me know where you're watching all the good stuff. Get your questions ready. And if you're watching, like, man, how can I get my questions answered? Make sure you hit that post notification. Hit that bell, man, so you'll know when I go live. And when I go live, boop, 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 you can go ahead and type that question in, and I look forward to serving. But for those who are brand new or just been around, I have some new resources like my latest book, Facts Over Feelings. It's a great book to help you process your feelings so that you can get back to fulfilling your purpose and fulfilling the roles in your life. A lot of people are so caught up in their feelings that they're distracted from fulfilling what God wants them to do daily. So this book right here is available now. Uh, it's a great resource for uh, youth groups, not youth, yeah, youth groups, small groups, um, um, all kind of groups, individuals. So make sure you check this out. Hope it's a great resource for you. As well, take a take a look at take a look at or check out the wholeness journal. Are you whole enough to hold the important things in life? Those two great resources are available now. If you need one-on-one coaching, let me know. And of course, I got books on singleness, dating, soul ties, etc. I'll expound those a little bit later. Now that we got some questions in the building. Let's see here. We got Crystal Redeem. Hey, how you doing? Hope you're doing well, Crystal. Stephanie, good evening to you too. Hope you're well. Uh, Crystal Redeem says, talk about Lent, please. I'm not really well versed in Lent. Honestly, I'm not. I'm really when it comes to holidays and stuff like that, I'm not that well versed. So I'm sorry I don't have anything about that, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what I can do to study a little bit more about that. But I have nothing um, to offer because I don't really get into holidays and stuff like that. And my apologies for not being able to serve you on that questionnaire. But Jody Real says, when does natural sexual attraction turn into lust? Well. Great question. We well, have to understand that all aspects of us must be self-controlled and human self-control is not enough control to control, right? That we need fellowship with the Holy Spirit to ensure that we birth the fruit of the spirit that encompasses or includes self-control, right? So when a person is uh, uh, in, in, uh, invested and engaged with God. And what I mean by that is the word of God says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As you begin to allow your mind to be transformed and you begin to develop spiritual, biblically sound, and just basic level understanding about key things in life, then your mind will begin to understand the benefits and the responsibilities of self-control, especially when it comes to lust, right? There, you're going to be sexually attracted to people. That's 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 not a question. But the mind, a mind that hasn't been renewed, will be sexually attracted, and then it will flood into lust. But a mind, a person whose mind is renewed, will see every woman as a sister in Christ. A, a, a woman will see every man a brother in Christ. That their minds won't even allow them to go beyond the safe limits of, of, of sexual attraction, right? 
Now, when does national attract track return to less is when the mind is not being renewed, when your mind is not being invested, when your mind is idle, right? So the, the way you're going to find yourself uh, sex attracted to turn into lust is when, like I said, you're idle. Uh, number two, when your mind hasn't been renewed. Number three, when you lack understanding when it comes to the basic things of God and the basic things of, of things that surrounds that topic of sex. And, and then when you don't really understand the value of you. Those who don't know they're loved by God look for love in all the wrong places and then it floods into lust. So you just have to look at yourself and just say, hey, man, do am I engaged with God enough? Am I eliminating idle time enough to ensure that even when the biological and natural things for a man begins to rise, you won't let it stay risen for long? OK, so don't get me wrong. Men can be sitting down minding their own business and biology will biology and things will just grow and they just grow. Right. But then that's when this kicks in. See, when this has been invested, that's why men have to understand that they have to always let this head think, right? Because when a man is so invested in lust, the blood will begin to flow there often. And then the body will let at any moment quick trigger, the blood will flow from the brain down to the other, you know what I'm saying? And then when it floods down there, then he will be leading everything. All right. But when you have a solid mind of Christ and you're invested and you're not having a lot, any idle time, then then you when you feel those arousals, then you will have backups to backups to backups to ensure that uh, thing doesn't try to um, back up into anyone. Else. Hope to help. Hey, fancy. Hope you well. Joanne McCoy says, good evening uh, from Long Beach, California. Thank you so much for watching, Joanne. Latanya W says, hey, I'm here from St. Louis. Thank you for watching from St. Louis. Uh, uh, PTL, my brother says, appreciate what you do, Coach. God gets the glory, fam. It's an honor. Frank Rodriguez says, hey, Coach, hope all is well, all is well. Thank you, fam. Uh, in your opinion, what is the correct way to be baptized in the name of Jesus or the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Hey, man, I don't get so caught up in technicalities. I don't think God is so technical to the point to where uh, uh, if you do three names or one name, right? I think some people get so hooked up on that. And, and to the degree where they try to control people with that. But my thing is, as long as see, salvation is not based upon baptism, baptism had nothing to do with it. Baptism is just the outward expression of what happened internally. It's a it's a declaration before other people letting you know that you're a follower of Christ. And so I just think either way is good with me. And I, and I don't really get caught up in technicalities because I don't think God is so caught up in that. Whether you say Jesus by itself, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, either way, those there's power in all three names. Hope to help. Charlotte uh, Shanila says, watching from Somerville, South Carolina. Thank you, neighbor. Blessings, coach, man of God, to you and your family. Thank you so much. I appreciate your love. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, okay, okay, I got you. Uh, Sharika Grant says, hi, tuning, tuning in from Jamaica. Thank you for watching. Stephanie says, how to process the emotion of feeling like God isn't hearing you? Great question. Well, you have to understand him from his vantage point and understand him from, from his character, right? Every human experience when it comes to God must not only stem from the human, but it must be understood from his perspective. It, it must be understood from him. And all the way you can do that is to get to know him, right? To get to know his attributes, right? And see, the best thing is to get to know his attributes and to be completely aware of your heart, right? So how do you process emotions of feeling like God isn't hearing? God is omnipresent. He hears you whether you believe he's hearing you or not. Anybody who's omnipresent is omni-hearing. You know what I'm saying? Who, whoever's omnipresent always hears, right? The question is, is that I have to understand it from his vantage point. Um, maybe I'm going through a wilderness period. 
Do you not think that the son cried out to the father in the wilderness asking for help? I'm not saying he asked for help, but could you imagine uh, um, the isolation that he might have felt uh, or, or the feelings he might have felt? Right. But either way, he knew his father was there. See, it's something about knowing God that helps you know that God is everywhere and is easily accessible through his spirit. Right. So, number one, you have to get to know him a little bit better. Number two, you have to examine the season that you're in. Right. And number three, you have to process. Uh, um, am I have I done what he told me the last time? Or. I have to also understand that if God was to answer whatever it is that I'm, I'm asking him for, um, would I be able to handle his answer? Oftentimes when God is not speaking, chances are is that he wants you to continue to fulfill what you did, but what he asked you to do before. Or secondly, you may not be able to handle the answer to the question you want. Or thirdly, you're not taking the time to reflect on your heart to see if you, to see um, how um, you plan on uh, utilizing the thing that you're asking God for. So I hope that helped. I'm trying to get through because I'm trying to get through in about 15 minutes. Latanya W says, I just started watching Married at First Sight. What are your thoughts if you have? I've never seen it. But my thoughts on Married at First Sight, I think, um, hey, 0.007% might, that might work for a lot of people. But who am I? I'm not God. What I'm saying, Married at First Sight, just the idea of it. Um, just kind of uh, indoctrinates individuals to be so caught up in infatuation that the moment that you see someone that you feel attractive, uh, attracted to, then all of a sudden you feel like you can get married to them. And then you don't even give yourself time to build with them to see if they're willing to build with. Liz Beth Marie says, hey, how do you get in the place with God where dying for your beliefs doesn't scare you? Great question. Talk to my students about this yesterday, actually. I would never want to do anything out of fear, but stand strong for my belief. Great question. Well, the more real God becomes to you, the more ready you become to do anything for him. So when I know that he is real and I know that he's real, now if he's real, then his word is real. And if his word is real, then what it says about heaven and hell is real. And if the word of God is real, then what the word of God says about fearing man versus fearing him, the Bible says, why fear a man who can only kill the body? <laughs> you better feel the one that can put body and soul in hell. So when now you never know, I told my students, you don't know quite when you're going to be ready, if you will be ready. But 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 relationship will, will make you ready for anything with that person, especially when that person becomes real to you. So you want to get to a place because when you get to a place like that, you're not afraid of anything. And then God can utilize you in a bigger way because he knows that you're not going to be easily swayed by people. Right. So how do you get there? Number one, you got to start getting to know God. Get to know him personally. Get to know his attributes. Number two, begin to track God's faithfulness to you. That's how you're going to be able to see how real he is to you. And then begin to surround yourself with the spiritual disciplines required to help develop your faith. Surround yourself with solid believers who can help stir your faith. And then continue to live out your day. And don't even think about martyrdom. Don't even think about dying for your faith. Just keep building your faith. And then when your faith is tested, you'll be like, wow, I do have faith to stand even in the presence of those who want to take my life. Hope to help. Chris Redeem says, can you provide scripture that will help one gain self-control over unhealthy eating habits and to fast? Great question. Well, let me teach you how to fish. And I'm going to give you some scripture. Let me teach you how to fish. I want you to go to Google right now. I'm going to show you how to do it. Go to Google right now. And I'm going to share the screen. Hold on. Hmm. New tab. Scriptures on self-control. 
Let me share the screen. Okay, this is what I want you to do. Just go simply type Google, I mean, Google and type scripture on self-control. And the resource that I go to is openbible.info, right? A man without self-control is like a city broken in two and left without walls. Bible says no temptation has overtaken it is not common to man. God is faithful and with every temptation will be, uh, you will be tempted you uh, with the, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But the fruit of the spirit and it continues on. Now you can also type in scriptures on healthy eating. Let's see what comes up. First scripture I thought of, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were, for you were bought with the price. So glorify God in your body. The scripture is 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. All right. And God said, behold, I've given you every plant. Okay, let's do this. But basically, that's what you do. You basically just simply type in scriptures and do some research for yourself and then study them. Now, to gain control, you have to first understand that unhealthy eating habits is a reflection of unhealthy emotional habits. Unhealthy emotional habits is a reflection of unhealthy mental habits. Unhealthy mental habits is a reflection of unhealthy spiritual habits. If I develop spiritual disciplines and my, I allow my mind to be renewed, then I would think differently, feel differently, eat, touch, smell, uh, listen, hear, or whatever other senses differently, right? So you gain control not through physical, emotional, or mental disciplines. It's from spiritual maturity. And allowing the Holy Spirit to renew your mind. So there's something in your mindset that's off. Your settings is off mentally. Uh, uh, maybe you don't, because uh, my unhealthy eating habits stemmed from uh, 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 low self-esteem at one point. It stemmed from anxiety because my mind wasn't settled on things of God. My mind wasn't set on things of God. When my mind began to be, become renewed, then things began to uh, find themselves new again, better. You see what I'm saying? So examine what is where, where has all these things stem from? Does, do, they, do all these things stem from a, an abuse? Do, do they stem from abandonment? Do they stem from rejection? Where do they stem from? What was the initial hurt that is leading to unhealthy eating habits? That's where you tackle it with the word of God and then be able to adjust accordingly. You also said the discipline of fasting, I tend to start not finish. Well, you got to build yourself up. Start small. Start with um, only eating two meals a day when you usually eat three. Then you can graduate into only eating one meal. And then maybe you can graduate to only eating fruits and water and stuff like that. And you can graduate. So gradually build yourself up because you just can't do elite level fasting if you never really fasted before. You're going to fail. right? But also with fasting, you got a, a, a plan because uh, 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 if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If you plan, you know what I'm saying? So you have to have a plan. But when it comes to deeper fastings, you got to make sure that you hear from God about that. You're so welcome, Stephanie. Erica Allen says, how do you trust others to love you? Well, you got to ask yourself, do you trust you to love you? Before that, you got to trust, do you trust God to love you? Because if you can trust that God loves you and you know that God loves you, then you will be taught how to love yourself. And then when you're taught how to love yourself, then you will be able to properly discern if a person really truly loves you or not, because you will be able to listen to the Holy Spirit. Then you will be able to be guided by his discernment. Then you will be able to trust that knowing your spirit when the Holy Spirit tells you this person not fit to love you. So how do you trust others? You don't just easily trust. Trust has to be earned, not given. Now, there's different types of love that I give. A high fives of love, 
adapts to love. 15 seconds of encouraging words of love. Everyone deserves some access to my love, but not everyone deserves access to my heart. And that's where the balance comes. Everyone deserves access to some of your love, even if it's just a hello, even if it's just walking in love towards that person, even if it's just forgiving them. Everyone deserves access to your love. But as you go deeper into you, not everybody should have access to the heart, to your heart, because whoever has your heart is, is a person that you allow to play a major part in your life. And if they depart from your life, they tear a piece of your heart from your life. Right. So what you got to do is you got to understand that you are God's beloved. Beloved. Uh don't believe every spirit, but test every spirit. You have to know that you're God's beloved. You got to let God love you, then learn how to love yourself. And then after learning yourself, you will learn how to distribute your love accordingly. But don't easily just throw your heart at people. All right? So the difference between love and heart, love is just your basic uh, kindness, uh, gentle interactions with people. And those are based upon relationships. Do Am I going to spend an hour and a half with everybody? No. Well, some people are only going to get 15 seconds of my time. But at least they got 15 seconds. Some people just gonna get a hello, and that's fine. But the closer I, I you uh you get into my life, the more time you have. Because the more time I spend, the more open my heart becomes towards you, and then the more vulnerable I become, and therefore that becomes dangerous if it's the wrong person, right? So first you gotta first uh examine God's love towards you, then you gotta look at your love towards yourself, and then I want you to write down a sheet of paper, scale to one to ten, how much do you believe that God loves you? Be honest. Scale to one to 10, ask yourself, how much do you love you? And then I want you to write down all the people that you have entrusted some form of your love or heart to. And I want you to examine their character and ask yourself, are they deserving to be this deep in love with you? And then from the exercise, you will begin to see who should be in your life or not. You're so welcome, Latanya. Uh, let's see what we got here. Minister Heard here. Listen, thank you so much. I love the info you give us. God gets to go. Thank you, minister. And more power to you, man, as you minister the gospel for Jesus Christ, man. Uh, Shariah says, signs God will give for a big decision such as moving. I'm living with my parents. They're going to be moving. I'm trying to discern whether God wants me to move with them. Great question. I told a student today who was kind of going through whether or not she should do this or that, right? And I told her, I said, God does not withhold guidance. God does not withhold guidance. If you want guidance, then you have to walk in silence, which means you have to steal your life. You got to slow your life down. You got to cast your cares. What I told a young lady, I said, you just what you got to do. You got to say, okay, Holy uh, Father, I believe. I know I hear from you. I know I'm your daughter. I know I'm your son. And I know you won't withhold anything for me to do or where you want me to go. God, I desire to be in your will. And God, I don't have that much time. So I'm trusting that by this time tomorrow, I will have all the confirmation I need to walk in faith in that. And after you say that prayer, don't worry no more. What I need to do is just get you some worship songs and, and, and just in, engage God, silence your life, watch a good movie, watch a good, uh, a wholesome whatever, and relax, right? And anytime something pops up in your mind that's making you worried and shaky, I believe I receive from God. I believe I hear from God. You have to condition your mind to think differently when it comes to God. And I promise you, by this time tomorrow, you will be giving me a testimony, knowing exactly what you need to do. Thank y'all so much for watching. Uh, Joshua, I'm certain I'm called to be in my current city. Okay, here we go. Part two. 
I'm certain I'm called to be in, a, in my current city. I have that feeling. Okay, good. I'm just not sure if me being in my current city is for the time being, or it would be okay to leave and come back. Go with the flow. What I do is I can I don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has its own cares ready for me. <laughs> so I only concern myself about today. God will lead and guide you into all truth. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You see what the, the Bible says, the steps? It didn't say the journey of a man is ordered by the Lord. There's some scripture that talks about he'll make your crooked path straight. Understand it. But this text says um, the steps of a good man. That means God just says, just keep stepping. Step with me. Just, just take every step purposefully. Don't rush. Just take your steps. Enjoy your steps and know that I will guide you. Every big major decision I had to make, God ordered my steps to the point where I didn't feel no unctions. I just was somehow guided in the area. And then that's where the blessing was hidden. The steps of a good man or woman ordered by the Lord. Just keep walking with him and promise you, he'll let you know when it's time to make a turn. GPS don't have a full conversation with you. A GPS don't ask you how your day was. A GPS doesn't ask you what you ate for lunch. A GPS doesn't talk to you about the, the political spectrum, the political uh, 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 whatever of the world. It don't talk about sports. It doesn't. It only tells you how far are you from away from a turn, and it tells you when to make a turn. The Holy Spirit is similar to that. The Holy Spirit just say, hey, man, I'm, you know, don't get me wrong. The Holy Spirit will talk with you and engage with you. But the Holy Spirit will let you know when it's time to make a turn. The thing about a GPS is different between God and GPS is that a GPS, you put the address in. God's GPS, God's positioning system, GPS, God's positioning, his spirit, he puts the address in. So if I put the address in, then the Holy Spirit is supposed to take me where I want to go. Right. But if I already trust that he got all the addresses, the address book in my addresses and everything has already have been addressed then I don't have to worry about being pressed. All I got to do is flow with him and he'll guide me to every address, even if it's an address I don't feel like I want to be at. Hey, we got we got a, stu a student, C.I. Moore family. What's up, Mr. Ezzy? When people call me Mr. Ezzy, that must be one of my students. Glad to have you on here. Uh, let's see, I'm going to answer the rest of these questions all the way until uh, uh, Dammy. And then I'm done for that. <clears throat> Voon Hu says, how can we develop spiritual discipline and self-control without feeling bad about lacking it or pushing ourselves too hard and too fast where we quit? Great question. I talked to my, I talked to a student about, no, I did. I talked about this. My, my, uh, the teacher at my school, we do uh, devotions and we talked, I talked about this on Tuesday. Now, Read your question again. How can we develop spiritual discipline and self-control without feeling bad and lacking it or pursuing or pushing ourselves too hard and too fast? Well, you have to understand that life's a marathon. That's what I told the teachers. Life is not a sprint. Any sprinter that tries to run a marathon won't make it the first mile. Your mindset has to understand that this is a marathon. No father or no mother that is teaching their son or daughter how to ride a bike, no good father, good mother, is going to yell at a kid if they fall. The parent already knows the kid is probably going to fall multiple times before they're able to ride. The same as with God. 
God chose you with your mess in mind. I told another student that uh, who's in the real estate, I gave her this analogy and what a problem she was dealing with. And it made sense to her because she's in the real estate. I said, when a person goes to purchase a, a foreclosed home or a home that they're planning on flipping, do they, are they discouraged because of that way the house is at the moment? Or did they purchase the house? Okay, let me ask you, did they purchase the house because the way the house looked now? Or did they purchase the house because of the way they plan on making the house look? So a person who plans on flipping the house knows it's going to be work to flip the house. The same as with God. God bought this foreclosed home. We want preaching now. God bought this foreclosed home knowing that it had busted windows, messed up floors, holes in the ceiling. He knew, but he purchased it because he was going to flip it. And he purchased it with the finished house in mind so that when it's back on the market and people are living within the uh, the atmosphere of my life, they will feel at home and they will want to want to know how they can feel at home in their life. And I can show them the house flipper. Right. That same thing with God. God says, man, don't worry about I'm the one that renovates. Let me renovate. <clears throat> so that removes the feeling out the way. Because I know that God chose me anyway and that he sees me a particular way. Therefore, he chose me with all that in mind. So in the meantime, I can alleviate all the pressure of what I have to do. Walking with God is an 80-20 split, 90-10 split. Let's keep it accurate. 90% is God's doing. 10% is what we're doing. The boy had two fish, five loaves. He didn't feel bad because he didn't have enough. He said, this is what I have. And God flipped it, multiplied, multiplied it to the point where there's 12 baskets full. So you got to remove the feeling by have, finding the facts, the facts of God. When you find the facts of God, then you develop faith in God. And when you develop faith in God, then you will end up being faithful to God and be fervent, fervent with your spiritual discipline. It's a marathon. Be gracious with you. Please be gracious with you. Sometimes we beat ourselves up so much that we're the ones disqualifying ourselves from being effective. Hope to help, man. God's the great renovator. He flips houses, man. My boy, Chastin, my boy, Chastin. Good to see you, man. Thank you for joining me live. One of my students, man, always come see me every morning. He's a good young man, man. Love you, man. Thank you for joining my live. Oh, see, now everybody posting more questions. My brother, Rashawn, in the building. Hey, man, make sure y'all check out his new book is coming out. Make sure y'all check out my brother, Rashawn, man. That's my brother, man. Love you, man. Good to see you, brother. We definitely got to catch up for sure, bro. Um, I got to go, y'all. It's been 26 minutes. I wasn't trying to go this long. It's 10.02. Hit the post notifications. Uh, okay. I did say I was going to go all the way to Dammy. I'm so sorry. Dammy, let's get to it. Josh Rezzi, how do we rid ourselves of porn addiction, pride, complacency, blasphemous or blasphemous thoughts. It's okay. I'll take my time for you. I'll spend the next three minutes on your question. Well, let's start with the first one. How do we rid ourselves of pointer? Number one, we're going, we're going to play with rid, rid, R-I-D. The first thing you must do is invest in your relationship with God. Invest in your relationship with God, right? And what I mean by that is this. You the only way you can get rid of spending time in any of these areas is to reinvest that time in the divine. Reinvest in the divine. 
rid. In order to get rid, you got to reinvest in the divine. You got to reinvest that time back into God and creativity, spending time with God. Um, um, what helped me with all these different things was my purpose. If you always have idle time, it's going to be hard for you to uh, to maximize your time. So how you get rid of these things? Number one, you got to invest in your relationship with God with 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 the mindset that has been renewed in the thought of that you are the righteousness of Christ Jesus, meaning that that it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. You are in right standing with the father because of what the son did. What the son did now imputes his righteousness on me because he took my he took my sin on him. Now his imputed righteousness, which gives me right access to God. So why do you think the tr the triune Godhead had to do what they had to do? Because if God didn't reveal himself truly as a man and fully man and fully God, then how can a human can be able to say to him, God, how can you understand me? That's why the Bible said Jesus was tempted at every point. He had to so that he can point you to himself saying, hey, hey, I've been through it. No one wants to go and get advice from somebody who's never experienced what they experienced. Everybody goes and get advice from people who can understand what they're going through at the moment who have already overcome. So when a righteousness of Jesus has been imputed on you and you're like, I'm in right standing for God, it humbles you because you realize that righteousness has nothing to do with you doing things right or not. Everything from salvation spawned from what Jesus did right. So no matter what I've done wrong, if I accepted the blood on me and I accepted him into my life, then everything's right between me and God. Now, then that righteousness now inspires, enables, and mobilizes me to be righteous in all my deeds. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his what? Righteousness. Uh, my, and my, jo my joy and my goal in life is to be more righteous as a husband, to be more righteous as a father, to find, to become greater, to be more like Christ in every area where there's no barriers, Right? So you get rid of porn addictions, pride, complacency, blasphemous thoughts by investing the time that you were utilizing in with that into God and, and uh, um, allowing your mind to be renewed from the righteousness of Jesus that then now positions you to feel no longer insecure. So when the reason why we fall into porn, pride, complacency, blasphemous thoughts is because we don't think that we're worth anything. Listen. It, when you know you worth something, you don't dibble and dabble in stuff that's beneath you. I tell young girls and young men all the time, why are you investing yourself into things that's below you or have, who has a low IQ about who you are? See, I don't engage with people who can't comprehend the greatness on me, the greatness in me, the God working through me. If you can't comprehend that, then I can't be around you, right? So those who think accurately about themselves don't invest themselves in things that's going to destroy them. So how to get rid of all these different things? You got to first invest more time in your relationship with God. You have to understand, get, gain more understanding about the righteousness of Jesus being put on you and then allow your mind to be renewed. I, you have to get rid of all idle time. You have to get rid of all idle time and you have to start investing and in developing you and increasing you and increasing your purpose, etc. I said, get rid. What helped me get rid of a lot of these different things in my life, man? I wrote nine books, bro. I wrote nine books. I got 2,500 videos. Man, you can't have idle time. You got to be too tired to sin. <laughs> you don't maximize your day. Your day was so tight and full with self-care, all the stuff in there too. Yeah, go to the gym, do all that stuff. So full that about time you open up that screen, you sleep.
By the time you even type in porn, huh, you sleep. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. It's easy said and done. Now, last but not least, what's a good D? Um, discipline. Just discipline yourself. But also, you got to surround yourself with people who have uh, uh, overcome what you are doing. Let me do that. Surround yourself with some accountability. Get some people that hold you accountable, that will check on you, that you don't mind checking up on. So that's how you get rid of those things, man. First off, you got to look at porn addiction. You got to understand that that thing is destructive. That thing will destroy the way you view women, destroy the way you view uh, men. It will have you get so caught up on on-demand pleasure. On-demand pleasure means that I please myself on demand. Wives are not always on-demand pleasures. Men are not always on-demand pleasures. And if you supplement the human body with mechanical machines and tools, even your own hand, then when someone wants to use their body and they're not activating and moving as quickly as you have moved quickly or your or or is that what they're doing doesn't match what you have made accustomed to sexually then all of a sudden it's going to do two things you're going to be unpleased and that person going to feel like they can't please you which then now puts your wife or husband in a place of low self-esteem etc which then sets them up to be uh, uh, the devil to open the back door for them to cheat on you or for them to move out because they don't feel like they can complete you or you, if they can't complete you, now open the door for you to be completed by somebody else who only fulfills the 20, who only can just pound, 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 but they can't really ensure that you're successful. And then when you come to pride, you got to just humble yourself and realize you, whatever, you know, complacency, a lot of these different things, uh, if you do the red, it will get rid of these different things. I love you. I got to go. Y'all be blessed. Um, Dammy says, you have no idea how much I need to hear this. God gets the glory. He is faithful to us. He is faithful to us. Um, gotta go, y'all. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Thank y'all so much for joining my life. I plan on doing it. I was supposed to do this for 15 minutes, but my love for you compelled me to go fuck. Check out my latest book, Facts of a Feelings. If you want to process your feelings to find the facts behind them so you can walk in greater faith with God and so that you can process your feelings so you can get back to fulfilling your purpose and fulfilling your role as a husband, wife, mother, son, daughter, teacher, entrepreneur, whatever, then this book's a great resource for you. Also check out the Wholeness Journal to help you hold the important things of life. Also check out the card games I have on my website as well. If you struggle with your singleness, you want to learn how to maximize and find its purpose, this book will be a blessing to you. If you want to learn more about dating yourself, dating God and become dateable so that you can date the love of your life forever or to learn the right questions to ask to either end the wrong relationship or extend the right one. It's a great book here. If you want to learn how to uh, untie soul ties, uproot strongholds, this book, Purpose of Freedom, be good for you. If you want to learn more about how to know the difference between a counterfeit or a counterpart and how, <coughs> how to discern the will of God in your life, it's a great book here. If you have young people that just needs a good, positive book in their life of wise sayings to help them walk more in wisdom, great book here. And if you want to learn more about spiritual warfare and how to put on the whole armor of God and what each armor represents and how it helps you, this book would be a great resource for you. All these books and card games are available on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Let me post some links in, in the chat right here for those who are watching me live now. We love you too, Angie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to post. Oh, y'all can't even see me. Let me post some links because a lot of you all on Facebook don't are not able to get links. Also, if you feel led to support what I do, you can do that as well. Um, your donations, your support really helps me um, uh, really get a lot of things done. It definitely helps me create a lot of resources. And most importantly, you guys help us um, help young people develop their purpose 
it tap into their purpose and we can actually develop purpose packets for them to be able to tap into their entrepreneurial and just creative endeavors, etc. So all that stuff is available right now. Let me see what else I got. I got uh, my book, the latest book here. I'm going to give you all that link as well. Facts over feelings. And uh, there we go. And thank you all. Thank you for watching for Georgia, Aaron. Appreciate you. Y'all be blessed. Love you all. I'll see y'all next time. Hey, hit that post notification bell, man. All notifications. So you'll be able to get uh, your questions answered. Love you all. Y'all be blessed. Peace.